Locked On Georgia Tech, your daily podcast on the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Bryce Kuhn here with Locked On Georgia Tech. Hey, it's been a while. It's late here on a Tuesday evening. We had some difficulties. If you follow me over on Twitter, you know why today's episode is a little bit later. Don't worry. Everything's going to be normal. We're not in the normal setup. But, hey, we're still making it work here on Locked On Georgia Tech. Follow me on Twitter right down there at Bryce underscore Kuhn. And I want to let you know, I'm so pumped that you have made Locked On Georgia Tech your first listen Maybe not today, but you do it each and every single day. we got a great show on tap for you. And before we get started, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Experience the Game Like Never Before. Sonos Arc, the premium smart sound bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Well, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Welcome on in. If you're watching over on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment down below with your thoughts on today's show, what you think of the podcast, If and two, if you're listening in podcast form, on any form that you like, any form that you choose, make sure to give us a like, subscribe to the feed wherever you find it, and give us a review as well. You can follow me at Bryce underscore Coon. You see my Twitter handle right there, and let's get ready to go. We got a great show on tap. We're going to talk because we didn't have the episode on Monday. I'm going to sandwich two topics with your mailbag questions. And that's going to be the middle segment. But we're going to start off talking about Kari G. And then I'm going to talk about the transfer portal and kind of what has Georgia Tech brought in so far? How do I feel about the class that they've brought in so far? We're going to have a lot of topics this week to talk about. So let's dive right in. Kari G. Who is he? What does he do? Well, listen, if you're following me on social media, you already know that I covered Georgia Tech recruiting and all of the others. Now we're calling Transfer Portal Talk. You know I've hit on all three of these guys coming through the Transfer Portal, especially the big three that have landed recently. Kari G is the next dominant fall. We had a piece over at GoJackets.com, the 24-7 sports affiliate of Go of Georgia Tech. And listen, this is a guy who's an Atlanta native, he felt relieved and thankful that the process was over. And I think that's kind of what we're hearing out of kids. You know, a lot of these guys have had to go through this process before. A lot of these guys have had to navigate weird situations. And the, the constant thing, and if you go and you look at the interviews, the constant thing that we're hearing is he navigated the process. And I'm just glad it's done. I'm thankful that it's over. Well, you know, that that's all fine and dandy, and but I think that all of the guys that have committed to Tech, and I'm going to talk about it in the last segment, but Kari G specifically felt like he saw an opportunity. And listen, there were several teams in on Kari G as well. He told me in our interview over at GoJackets.com that the likes of Washington, USC, go over to the East Coast. We'll stop in the middle in Missouri, but East Coast, Pittsburgh, UNC, and Florida State were among those teams that were in hot contention. They were hot in contention. But the difference maker, and we've heard a lot about this, and I want to talk about this specifically with G. The difference maker for him in making that decision to go to Georgia Tech was, yeah, the coaching staff, Traveris Tillman, what he brings. Obviously, that's something big. But I want to read you this quote. And this is what he told me. This is in the article. You can find it over at gojackets.com. Coaches are great, especially Coach Traveris Tillman. But for me, it was an opportunity to come back home and be a difference. Right now, there's a negative connotation right now surrounding Georgia Tech football, and I want to help bring the swag and a difference back to Atlanta. 
this program has all the ability to be one of the best. That, that quote stuck out to me. And it stuck out to me for the reasons that I think that why you think they're bringing in high character and why there's a reason to be optimistic. I told you before, I'm not here to pump the sunshine, to get you way too excited for you to fall back down. But listen, that's football. That's sports. It happens. But I'm telling you, they're bringing in high character guys. And Kari G is one of those. Now, he's also a guy that obviously was a great talent coming out of Atlanta product, decided to go to Notre Dame, but he sees the potential in this program. And especially for G, talking for to him, you know, he's a guy he can be physical in the run game. He can be a guy that can help lock up an opposing receiver. I think Kari G brings a lot of talent and a lot of raw talent. And I think he, but most importantly, he brings a mindset that Traveris Tillman can work with. And I think that's been one of the missing components over the years is the, we'll say it like this, is the mentality the same from staff to player. Now, listen, I know on some message boards when people completely disagree with me, you took my comments, some people took my comments completely, uh, completely uh, in the wrong way. That's not what it was meant to. But I think there's been some miscommunication. And I think what Kari G brings to this program, and I think what he brings to this team in 2022, is raw talent, determination that is to not only be good for himself, but for the team. And, and that's a key component, especially when you're talking about bringing guys in through the transfer portal. Another element of that, like I talked about, was his ability to mesh well with the coaching staff. I think his vision of what he wants to be personally and also what he wants to bring to his city are two things, in my opinion, that match it with what Traveris Tillman and this new kind of influx of staff want to see. And listen, they're going to get that. I think they're going to get that in Kari G. G's an impressive player. I think he's going to be bringing a lot of talent, a lot of competition to the position. And yes, this secondary is going to be young. We talk, we're going to talk a little bit about guys like Amari Harvey and all those throughout spring practice, but they get Kari G. They nab him from Notre Dame. This is a big pickup. It keeps him in the top 10 of the transfer rankings. And listen, for the past 10 years, we talked about 24-7 sports, the recruiting rankings. Well, for the next 10 years, we're going to talk about portal rankings. And right now, Georgia Tech is one of the best teams of accumulating talent. And yeah, they have a little more quantity than others, but accumulating talent to the portal if it stays that way, it speaks volumes to what this coaching staff is doing. Listen, I want to tell you before we move on that I think it's very, very important for you to get involved in Bet Online AG. Now, listen, they do a fantastic job. They do a great job. Who am I kidding? It remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. With a new year, a new updated desktop, mobile website, sign up today. Don't waste the time. And listen, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do, no catch, just use your promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on to get started. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Listen, from football, baseball, UFC, hockey, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online has the number one opportunity to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Yeah, make sure you're putting in 2022 because that's what year we're in. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your sports, and it's where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, well, listen, let's get started on some of these mailbag questions because I think it's very imperative that we, first off, we do. Because I love when you guys ask this. Now, listen, how we kind of set this up, Sundays around 9, 10 a.m. on my Twitter, right down there, I hit you guys up on social media say, hey, Georgia Tech fans, what do you want to know? What do you want to hear? And listen, we got some great questions. Let's bring it in more each and every Sunday. So let's go and get some of these questions right now. I got my friend John M. Gonzalez, J.M. Gonzalez, 22, who this is what he says. He goes, hey, Bryce, Kerry Coombs, the defensive coordinator at Ohio State University, has been released. Will Coach Jeff Collins kick the tires on Coach Coombs? He would be a huge upgrade for our defense. Well, listen, Coombs is a hot commodity, and I think uh, at the time of this recording, he's already been hired elsewhere. Georgia takes set coaching staff-wise on the defensive side. Um, so it, it's it's they're set. This is how they're going to roll. The question still remains for special teams. We're going to see how they address that. But I don't see them adding any additions. Jeff Collins is going to be at the helm of this defense, whether officially by title or not. It's going to be Jeff Collins who's going to assume the role of calling the defensive plays. My good friend Jackets for Life at DAB 224-33197-DOO. DAB, my man, you got to get a shorter Twitter name especially if I'm going to have you on here. Any potential big targets, Bryce, in the portal that we have a legit shot with? I know Javon Baker is one. Thanks, Bryce. If not now, later. And I'm going to talk about that in the second half of the show, but or in the last half of the show. But portal opportunities are still going to come up for multiple teams. If not now, later. Listen, we're entering an unprecedented age of the transfer portal, and I appreciate the question with that. My thing with this is, is Georgia Tech still has some needs they want to shore up. Maybe they go through spring camp and some questions are answered and some are not, and they still have to look in the portal. There's going to be options. So don't fret about it. I think there's still some options they're going to kick the tires on. Listen, it's if a guy picks another school and Georgia Tech was rumored to be in the running, I want you to know this. It's not that Georgia Tech didn't try to go after him. Remember, the kid also has his own decision. So keep an eye on that as well. That's something to kind of monitor when you're looking at this. Here's a great question from William Mayfield, and he's uh, at W. Mayfield 13. He's been a great fan, a great supporter. William, appreciate you uh, being a part of this Locked On Georgia Tech family. He goes, Bryce, where do you think Jordan Yates will end up? And listen, this has been a kind of underlying story ever since Yates entered the portal back in December of 21. I can't believe I just said December of 21. You all know December, which one we're talking about. But Yates specifically in this position – has gotten offers from some FCS programs, Alabama State, uh, one of the most recent ones. But how how do we assess what Yates is? And I think he's a talented young man, smart young man. He obviously has the talent to play college football. I think he probably would have fared a little bit better with a better offensive line. Both quarterbacks would this past year at Georgia Tech. But specifically with Jordan Yates, I think he's going to end up in a program that's going to allow him to come to his full potential as a playmaker, not only as a guy that just stands in the pocket and throws the ball, but this guy has wheels. He can do that as well. So I think you're going to see potentially an FCS program. But like I said, Yates has been in the portal a long time. A lot of teams have picked their quarterbacks they're going to roll with. It'll be interesting to see kind of where he fits. I still believe and I still think 
when you look at Alabama State, I think a program like Georgia State, who um, you know has has obviously has ties with Milton, could be an option. Whether whatever they decide to go with quarterback, team like Georgia Southern, new head coach. I know they brought in some talented young freshman quarterbacks as well. Watch for that because Yates has a is an is a bona fide athlete. First off, foremost, he also has the ability to play the quarterback position fairly fairly well as well. So I think that's something we can watch. My man, Wages. Wages, you know I love you, brother. Will you be covering any Georgia Tech baseball this year? Tremendous bright spot in the athletic department, and I'm very excited for the season. Sincerely yours, the Tech Fest Club. Well, listen, if the Tech Fest Club is going to get some breakfast, count me in, because February 18th, opening day of college baseball, yours truly, don't worry, Wiley Ballard's not going anywhere. Wiley's going to be on the ACC Network Extra Stream, and I will be on the radio throughout Atlanta bringing you college baseball. And listen, it's a talented team. They opened up, I think it was the NCAA D1 baseball preseason rankings, had them number 21. we got a special guest coming on in a couple of weeks that is going to preview that baseball season with me. ton of fun, ready to do that. But listen, college baseball is about to be in full swing. I can't believe it. We're a month away just about from opening day. So it's going to be very exciting. Yes, I'll be on there, college baseball, filling in on some games on the radio. I want to make my way to some of the big-time games if I'm not covering those and not obviously doing the play-by-play, which is I don't know if a lot of the Georgia Tech fan base knows that call a lot of games on campus, volleyball, women's basketball coming up, men's basketball, did a couple games on the ACC Network. So, yeah, it's – Listen, when it comes to Georgia Tech, I mean, I'm, I'm there. I'm there. You see the shirt right now. One of my favorites, Thriller Dome shirts from Section 103. Don't know if I'm we're not quite official with them yet as a partner, but you know, guys, I love that merch over there supporting Georgia Tech as well. So, Wade, just appreciate the question. Bonafide, yes. Let's go get some breakfast. Let's do it. I want to do it. Probably part of the Texas Club. We got an interesting one here that was already kind of answered, but uh, it's Chris at ATL Jacket. He goes, Bryce, Josh Pastner still hasn't landed a one-and-done or other high-profile recruit. How high is the heat on him? Um, and I love this because my man Jordan St. Clair said, well, not high at all, LOL. And, Chris, with no disrespect, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know, this day and age of college basketball, you don't have – and what just happened? You, you know, you just won the ACC tournament last season. You didn't need a high-profile recruit when it comes to that. I mean, this is a team that – for lack or better, didn't need it last year. And I want to go back, and I'm trying to look here as what the kind of last year's class was. You know, obviously 2022 does is, is barren right now, but going back to that 2021 class, I mean, this is a class that ranked 30th nationally. They signed Debo Coleman, who was a top 70 prostry. I mean, listen, when you're competing in the ACC, like some Duke and North Carolina and Virginia – and these high-profile programs, and listen, you're not just competing against those. You're now competing against the likes of Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, all kind of within and then trying to encroach on that Atlanta preps that landscape that is unreal in the state of Georgia, very good at basketball. But I think that question, basically, it's I don't think Josh Pastor's on the hot seat anytime soon. Um, unless, you know, it, it, there's been some struggles this year, but to be on the hot seat and potentially lose your job a year after going to the ACC tournament and winning and then going to the NCAA tournament and listen, bygones be guy bygones. But if Moses Wright plays in the NCAA tournament game, I at least am giving Georgia Tech an opportunity to go to the round of 32 against Loyola or and win that game against Loyola. So, Chris, I understand the frustration. Don't agree that he's even anywhere near the hot seat, and I don't think we're Recruiting is the big thing. Do they need a big man? Yeah, we've talked about it. It's going to be found in the transfer portal. 
I got my last couple questions here. We got two more. Mayo at Maynario J. Hopefully I said that right over on Twitter. And we're going to fix this where you can see you on the show as well. But are we expecting any significance on the February National Signing Day? And I don't know, Mayo, how much you're paying attention to kind of the recruiting ground over on Twitter. But Georgia Tech's coaching staff, ever since the dead period's been lifted, has been out and about. A lot of people down in my neck of the woods back in Columbus, Georgia, the Carver product, Russell County, uh, you know, Opelika, Eufaula, a lot of down in Fort Lauderdale area. Julian Lewis is kind of a hot commodity right now. As Georgia Tech kind of re-enders, you know, that that uh, recruitment. So, yeah, I think we're going to see some things. Obviously, all eyes have been on Janirian Bonner. Bonner doesn't talk to anyone at all, so don't expect an interview about any of that. But I think that uh, you're going to see some things that I think you're going to see some potential commits that we haven't really talked about, and it's starting to going to heat up with two weeks left before kind of the national signing day, or we used to know it the official national signing day. Last question here, and this is a good one to end on for this segment from Noah Fields Daily on and at Noel Fields. Bryce, if you had to give a grade on the current state of both offense and defense going to 2022 season, what would it be? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If it's going off my grade after clean old-fashioned hate kind of rounding out the year, I was going defense. Just because of the North Carolina game, I'm giving them a D because I don't think anybody deserves enough because they're at least trying, but it was bad there towards the end. And then offensively, I'm going to go with a D as well. Uh, but going into this season, it's hard to know it's really there, Noah, because this is a new scheme. This is a new opportunity. It's just something different. It's something new. And and I don't think we know quite right now what that's going to look like. But I'm going to tell you this right now. it would be interesting to see how it rolls, how things change when we start to see kind of how these pieces are going to fit in. My excitement level, I'll give you that. Offensively, my excitement level I'm going to put it, I'll give you a one out of 10 if that's okay for that grade instead of doing a letter grade. Uh, my excitement level for offense is going to be around a seven or eight. I think this has a lot of potential under Chip Long. Now, defensively, there's some key pieces. There's some young, really, really talented pieces. And I think defensively, it's going to be something interesting where I think I'm, my excitement level is about a six, five or six. I think that there's still going to be some growing pains defensively, but if they're the growing pains, the right type of growing pains, that remains to be seen. Hey, I want to let you know this first off. It's the new year. So listen, when it comes to the new year, you want to have that new health kick and you want to have a new year's resolution. And if yours is like mine, I need to get more fit back in shape as the weather warms up. I got a wedding this summer that I'm getting married this summer. You know, you need to make sure, and I'm going to as well, that I include Built Bar in my plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And it might even be better than a candy bar dead serious. They make it easier to stick to your resolution. You're not chewing on something that tastes terrible. And listen, it tastes so good that you're going to want to eat it. Like you're actually going to enjoy when you have to go pick up that built bar. And listen, they're covered in hundred percent real chocolate. How many times have you gone on that diet and you sit there and said, it just gets boring. And by like week two or week three, you're thinking this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Bilt Bar has you covered on that. Contains 130 calories, four grams of net sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually sits around the 240 calorie mark, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And I just want to let you know right now, there's so many flavors to choose from. My personal favorite, the coconut almond. They've got peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, and mint brownie. 
So here is what you need to do today. Go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that's code promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, listen, I think that we've talked a lot about Kari G in the opening. I've answered some of your questions. Love doing that. Keep those rolling, but I want to round out today's show. Sorry for a little bit of mic pop right there. I want to round out today's show talking about what's been done at the transfer portal. And because in my opinion, and I just want to be honest about this, the Monday following clean old fashioned hate, things looked bad, bad, not going to lie. We're like, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Jameer Gibbs leave. All these things happen. But I think Georgia Tech's done a good overall job in the first initial wave of the transfer portal. And and key in on that, the first wave, because there's going to be another wave, and then I think we're going to see potentially three, maybe four waves of this transfer portal madness because there's nothing to extinguish it right now. It's crazy, especially with the, the kind of the conclusion of the college football season when the national championship was last week. We've seen more and more teams – scrambling to try to find those pieces. It's going to happen during spring practice. It's going to happen after spring practice when roles are a little bit more defined. Heck, we might see some of it during summer camp. And that's why I tell you, wave one, I'm giving Georgia Tech a grade of a B plus. I think they've addressed some issues. Obviously, there's some things that they would love to go and get. Yeah, but you're not going to just reach and pluck anyone. And I think there's a sense of patience from the staff because, number one, we don't know what the transport is going to look like much less in a month, much less from a day now. So new players are entering constantly. And I'll tell you this, there's a lot of ties and a lot of high school talent that comes out of Atlanta and goes elsewhere. It's just the, the nature of the beast. And Georgia Tech has been able to capitalize in bringing some of those guys back home. Now, listen, you can do your own research. I'm not talking about anyone specifically right now, but I think there are certain players we could see enter the portal let's say middle of February, late February, March, maybe after the spring game season, in between the spring and summer you know, semesters, where guys say, okay, I kind of feel like where my role's a little more defined now, I'm going to enter the portal. So wave one, I'm giving Georgia Tech a grade of a B plus. They addressed two offensive line issues that they dis- desperately needed. Wouldn't mind seeing them go there again. Obviously, the lot happened in the running back room. They – retained Jemias Griffin and they brought in Hassan Hall, kind of a do-it-all switchblade type of uh, athlete they can depose or use in the obviously the return game. They can put him at slot receiver or they could really you put him in the backfield and throw to him there or hand it off to him. And then obviously defensively, Amari Harvey, Kari G, I, I really like where this team's gone. I really like what they've done. I think that when you look at how they've addressed and they've attacked some of their needs. And I don't want to leave out Luke Benson, who's going to be a bona fide weapon at the tight end position. Yeah, could they go maybe get a receiver? Would defensive line maybe be a nice spot? Maybe a linebacker? Yeah, they would all be nice. But I'm telling you, don't fret. Wave one is probably still not incomplete. And I say that just right here in, you know, middle of January, almost late January now. I think Georgia Tech's done a good job for the portal. And I think we're going to see some different investments and we're going to see this staff who I'm telling you is taking it seriously. They want to win. They want to do what it takes to win. 
And I think you can see that attitude, no doubt, with how they've attacked the portal. They've identified guys that are fits for their scheme, fits for the locker room, and fits for what the new mentality of this roster is. Like I said, not trying to pump sunshine up, but I think they've done a dang good job of identifying talent where they want it. Well, listen, it's been a ton of fun. Sorry for the late show. If you're following me on Twitter, you know why. I got stuck on I-75 with a bad flat tire. But, hey, we're going to be back and better than ever tomorrow each and every single day. we got a lot of content lined up. Obviously, women's basketball absolutely killing it. Nels Fortner's troops are doing fantastic. Men's basketball with a big home slate coming up, obviously, with Wake Forest coming up. Tomorrow night, it's going to be huge. Check in tomorrow. We're going to go into a preview of this Wake Forest game. What can we expect from the men, and what could be a winning formula? All that and more when we talk tomorrow. Locked on Georgia Tech. Thanks for making it your first listen each and every single day. Make sure to hit up my friends over at Locked on Bets as well. So long. We will see you on 